Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my daughter without regrets, and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching with real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So my daughter without regrets, how are you? I am doing very well, thank you. How are you? I have, well, I can't say I have no regrets because I'll get into that in a minute. Uh -oh. But uh, today's, today's podcast was brought to us by a rather fortuitous accident. So I'll get into that as well. But first, I thought it might be best uh, to just start out with a song. What do you think? Uh, sure, let's or, do it. Or, or, or maybe I should start out with the title. What do you, would that be even better? <laughs> Perhaps. I love how you started out by saying this podcast is brought to you by a fortuitous accident, as if that was like our sponsor or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our fortuitous what did I say? Fortuitous accident. accident. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is not our sponsor this week. And, and I will now tell you the, the name of today's podcast is, I'm calling it shoulda, coulda, would, would, shoulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, coulda, yeah. Or maybe I'll make it easier on everybody's ears and just say regrets. We're talking about not hanging on to regrets and to what to do with the regrets that we all seem to have in our lives. So let's just call it regrets for now, okay? Okay. Unless you'd like me to elaborate. Uh, no, uh, I think that, yeah, let's... <laughs> plain and simple. Sorry. I, I overruled because I realized that uh, this we're starting out boring people, so that's usually how we end. We can't start with prattling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a new word. I think we're overusing the word prattling. So I'm, I'm voting today that we change it to yammering. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to say, I love the word prattling, but yammering is just as good, if not better. <laughs> so before, since we'll yammer more at the end, but we'll have to stop the yammering now and get into a song, which will set the stage for today. And I think quite adequately. Ready? Ready. Let's do it. Three, two, one. I'm sorry, so sorry, please accept my apology, but love was blind and I was too blind to see. She's so sorry, Lauren. So sorry. She's got so many regrets. Oh, oh man. Oh. That's rough. So listen, I'm, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to start out with the impetus for today's podcast, which was my, my kind of uh, inclination to ask you if it would be okay with you and you, as you usually in your joyful presence always do, said, of course. So I knew I could count on you to go along with this. So a few days ago, as, as you know, I had this accident, not a, not a terrible accident. I don't want anyone breaking in tears right away, but, <laughs> but, 
I was I was trying to stop a crate from crashing to the earth, you know, that damn gravity thing. Mm. And and I reached out and I grabbed it with my left arm and it the the it the crate fell and twisted and yanked my arm out. I thought I dislocated it, but it turned out to be a sprain. And it was very, very painful and uh, didn't sleep that night, went to the doctor, got some anti-inflammatories and some muscle relaxers. And it's it's really so much better. It's almost a normal hand again. Thank so, goodness. You know, so it wound up to be okay. But in those 24 hours afterwards, I had this, I call it, I cook it, I call it a kick in the pants kind of feeling. Mm. You know, how stupid. Why did yeah. I, oh my, you know, what I should have done. And I knew it in the moment. This is one of those shoulda, woulda, couldas. Mm. I should have gotten some help. It was too heavy. I knew that, but I was being optimistic. I figured, well, it's only going to fall three feet and I could guide it down and just, you know, keep it from doing any damage. I was wrong. And I spent 24 hours telling myself I was wrong. Like the song goes, you know, I was sorry. And, <laughs> and, and, and right up until now, I realized that uh, I've, I've really had to kind of take a look at the concept of what we do when we wind up regretting. So I'm going to set the stage by saying, let's, let's begin talking about the two kinds of regrets, the kind of regrets that we have when we do something stupid like mm. I did, and mom did did give me some harsh words about it. Yeah, why did you get some help? Blah, blah, blah. And she's absolutely right. And uh, I, I, I really have to admit that I was totally wrong. So doing something, taking action that we regret is one form of regret. And the other is where you don't do something. So there's the doing and the don't doing. Like, let's say someone that says, uh, well, uh, I really should uh, go and have the oil checked and they, they don't do it intentionally and the car breaks down. So, well, I should have done something, but I didn't. So it's doing something that hurts or sometimes not doing something that winds up hurting us. Hmm. So now I introduce you as my no regret daughter. You must have some regrets, right? I... Don't say podcast. The podcast. I regret ever doing this podcast with you. Um, no, I actually, because of the way I look at the way events in our lives shape us as humans, I actually can safely say that I don't have any regrets at this moment. Wow. Because I think that I really believe that everything that happens to us in its divine and timely order, it somehow affects the person that we are, whether we learn from it or it you know redirects our path in some way hmm. and it is who we are now and so had it not been for all of the things that happened along the way uh, we wouldn't be here the way that we are in this moment that's that's really uh, much more profound than than you can possibly ever realize you ever see the movie the butterfly effect yes i love you know, that movie like little things in the, and that's kind of what you're saying is that who we are today is, is the end result of a lot of ups and downs, bad decisions, good decisions, but these are all the shaping influences. So, so what I hear you saying is that, you know, you have no regrets because you, you've looked at the regrets of your life as being catalytic to forming the person that you are. And I agree. 
However, if you are a person who is in the present, regretting where you've wound up, how, how does that square with your theory? Well, I think if you were really in the present and living in the actual present moment, um, it's actually impossible to have regrets if you're fully and wholly present in that moment. Um, I think what happens a lot of times is that the negativity from past events sort of like seeps into our present mm -hmm. moment if we're not actively practicing presence and awareness. So it's if you're feeling uncomfortable in your present moment, it's most likely because the negativity from the regrets of the past has seeped in. Right, well, let me play devil's advocate. So, and I understand that, you know, that if we if we stay present and we're not ruminating about those things that went awry, uh, we, we have a much better chance of in, you know, just being uh, uncluttered and leading a, a better life in the present. But what about, so, so, so I'm living in the present. I'm not very happy with the decisions I've made in the past, but again, you know, I, I, I don't have a job. Uh, I don't have prospects. My partner left me. Uh, and, you know, things, things are kind of out of control in my life. Now, that's a tough one. And I know what you're saying, in essence, but is, isn't it very, is it impossible almost for some people to ignore the current here and now circumstances of their life? And, and kind of feel, you know, kind of like my whole life has been a regret. Well, there's this famous quote that I love from Paulo Paulo Kahlo. He wrote the um, the the Alchemist and mm -hmm. Alpha. Am I saying his name correctly? I, I'm not familiar. I know I've heard that the the of the Alchemist, the book, but I'm not familiar with. Him. Okay, sorry, I, I I'm not sure the pronunciation of his name, but I have so many of his quotes written in my journal. Do, do, you, and... do you regret not being able to recall the pronunciation? <laughs> no, but I will learn from the fact that I never actually had to say his name out loud until this moment, <laughs> and I will learn how to say it for next time. But he says in in one of his quotes, he says, "It's what you do in the present that will redeem the past." And thereby change the future. So Paolo Baba Baba, that was his name, says that <laughs> that we can Hello, Paolo. <laughs> we can redeem ourselves from the past. And, 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 and I guess with the right attitude, everything's possible. So okay. Okay, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Well, and the other thing too is like we have to have some compassion for the things that we feel we did wrong because in that moment in time, whenever that was, like our level of consciousness only knew enough to do whatever it did. So whatever we said or whatever in your situation, not asking for help in that moment, it was because at that time in our life, like we believed that that was the right decision because of all of that we, oh, are you trying to get my attention? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's weird when you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> we're on it we're on a split screen and i was i was kind of looking over at some notes and i looked back at the screen and startled alarm i'm sorry yeah I, you were I, staring I, at me intently and i thought i was saying something that was offending uh, no, I, you I, I, re I regret doing that okay great 20 regrets i'm sorry so did i cut you off with that <laughs> startle there yeah, I was just trying to say that when we think back in in our past at the things that we regret, I think we have to also have some compassion for the person we were at the time that we did the thing mm -hmm. or were part of the experience that caused us to feel like we did something wrong. And I think a lot of times we have 
the opportunity to make changes and to become a better person in the present because of what we learned from the past. But I think we also need to try and not beat ourselves up for whatever had happened in the past because we are no longer the same person. You know, every day that passes, you change and evolve. And so you can have compassion for the past. You know, that, that, that brings up for me something that I I invariably reprimand my patients about, and that's what I call context. And context is really, really, really important. I can't stress that by saying another really, really important. Got it? Very important. And let's say that when I was a teenager, that I broke into a store and uh, I stole some things and all this kind of stuff. And I got in trouble and expelled from school and put on an island for 10 years of you know probation or something so so i did some bad things this is a hypothetical right of course okay <laughs> you didn't preface that it's one of my deep dark <laughs> secrets i'm finally confessing. i was gonna say wow but okay. now as an adult i look back at that and i say yeah that was so stupid why did you do it well what about when I was, let's say, the, the 12, 13-year-old teenager doing that? So let's let's get in our time machine, and I travel back to myself when I was 12, 13 years old. So my here and now me says to my 12-year-old me, you are stupid. What are you going to rob that store for? The 12-year-old me, though, doesn't have the information that I have in the present, the wisdom that I have in the present, the wherewithal that I have. And the 12-year-old looks at me and says, oh, man, this is going to be fun, you old fogey. Get out of here. I'm going to do So the context of that 12-year-old moment is a very different context from what I know now as an adult. So when I look back as an adult and criticize me at 12, 13 years old, I'm looking with the context of me today Mm. in order to understand and maybe forgive the things we do and the things that we regret. We have to look at the context that surrounded why we did those things. And only then can you begin to understand why we do things that now as adults, we can look back and really just cringe over, you know, those embarrassing things where maybe we shoot ourselves in the foot or say certain things. So the context, and that's kind of what you were saying too, right? That we have to understand the context that what we know now is not the same as where we were and what we knew in the past when we made these mistakes, quote unquote. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, and I think that it's important to remember, as you say, that the now that the context has changed and you are in a new place, in a new moment, in a new day, it's important to remember that this is all you have. Like this moment is what is real. And we often replay the past and the moments that sort of haunt us over and over again, as if they're still real or still happening. And it's the, the, those are not true any longer. Yeah, the ruminative revisiting, uh, you know, it, those are the things we can't let go. Now, regretting is, is really a form of self-hatred, isn't it? If you really think about it, oh, like I'm thinking about the accident I had a few days ago. Why did I do it? It's so stupid, isn't it? It's, it's kind of a form of self-hatred that we, we hate what we did or why we did it. And we, we just crucify ourselves over those mistakes. Yeah, and it, it in some ways it forces you not to trust yourself also. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're 
constantly thinking of yourself as wrong or bad, it's just, it's, it's actually doing a complete disservice to yourself because while we all make mistakes and we all do things that are stupid or bad or embarrassing, or even in your situation, harmful, we can emerge from all of those things better and stronger and wiser. Um, and those don't define us. Yeah. So, so sometimes regrets, even though they're painful, and even though we get into hating ourselves for doing it, they are instructive and they kind of pave the way for us to learn some valuable lessons. Right? Yes. Hmm. Yes. And that's one of my favorite speeches of all times is the uh, Steve Jobs commencement speech that he did at Stanford. And it's just, I, I think about it all the time because he talks about how he took, there were a lot of twists and turns in his life. And one of which was dropping out of college and he wound up taking some courses on the side. And one of them was some sort of like typography course where he learned like the different serif fonts and things that people were telling him, like, you're never going to need to do this. Like, what are you doing? And he didn't really know why. And he kind of expected that he would regret spending his money that he didn't have much on that particular class. And so fast forward, obviously, all of those skills that he had learned in these classes wound up being you know, the, the basis for so much of what he created at Apple. And so he, in the speech explains how the way he says it is you can't connect all the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking forward, looking backwards. <laughs> so you have to trust that everything is sort of lining up to help you become who you're going to be. So even our biggest mistakes or whatever it is, if, if we are allow allowing ourselves to have some space between it, like we don't connect to the regrets as if we are bad or wrong. We allow it to be an experience that helps shape us. And we don't attach emotion to it. Like it can actually help us to grow into who we are meant to be. You know, as you're talking, I'm wondering, like someone that 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 doesn't connect the dots, they they just keep you know recurring kind of problems and mistakes and I, and I'm just kind of thinking that people that grow from mistakes and, and become successful or happy, and then there are people who don't grow from mistakes. And mm -hmm. maybe that's kind of an awkward definition for why people suffer, uh, suffer needlessly or neurotically, I should say. And, and is it because, I guess we all make mistakes and our paths are somehow shaped and molded by how we react to those mistakes going forward. But, but there are those people who invariably keep repeating those mistakes. And maybe, maybe that's, that's why they wind up with lives that are so kind of out of control because they just don't learn their lessons. Is that too simplistic? No, I think it's totally true. And there's, you know, one of the laws of the universe spiritually is that everything will reappear until it's taught you what you needed to learn. And so if there's a lesson, what? There are laws of the universe. Well, like a practice of spirituality is recognizing um, difficulties as opportunities. And they come in different shapes and sizes, but there are certain lessons behind each one. And so if there's a lesson for your, in your life for asking for help, it's going to keep coming up until you finally learn that that's hmm. something you need to accept. And it'll keep coming and coming and coming until you hurt yourself and you're in a position that's big enough to be like, okay, I get it now. And then you won't have to deal with that lesson again. Yep. I got it now. 
Uh, I know I have I know this. There is a, a a law of nature that I know of. It's the speed limit. Nature has a speed limit. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, it's the speed okay. of light. Nothing can exceed the speed of light, 186,000 miles a second. So the, the universe has a speed limit. And, and it, what did you say it has also besides a speed limit? Laws, the laws of nature, the laws of the universe. I like that. And the law of the psychological universe is that if we, if we get mired in regret and self-hatred and negativity, and we allow that negative self-talk to just roil about in our heads. What do you think is going to happen? Well, we're going to start finding ourselves getting anxious, depressed, feeling out of control, anxiety, depression. So, so we have to be really careful that the regrets of our life uh, do, do not lead to a regrettable attitude toward our lives where we become mired in those those negative uh, insecurity-driven thoughts that, that keep us pris imprisoned. Mm. You know, we, we have to catch that negativity. The thing is that, you know, when, when we concede to negativity or pessimism uh, and we allow that to just fester in our mind, where is it going to go? So learning from regrets is important, but learning how to handle regrets in the present is probably even more important. Let me ask you a question. When, when you have, and I'm sure we all have negative thoughts or, or regrets, although you, you said you don't have any, but you think hypothetically then, um, what do you think triggers those thoughts? Like something that happened 30, 40 years ago. What, what do you think triggers the thoughts that bring up, you know, this reminiscent regret? Isn't it kind of something that just is there and we've never worked it through? I guess there could be actual triggering events for certain people, depending on the thing they regret. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, a trigger will bring it out. Absolutely. But, okay, so let's say that thought comes back from long time ago, from childhood or whatever. Well, what should you do with it? How do you think we should handle, you know, situations that are resonant with the past could bring something up. And we've got to do something with those thoughts. You know, we've got to, first of all, I think we have to embrace the fact that, you know, that we're allowed to get things wrong. I think that's important. You know, I think perfectionists may have a real problem with regrets. I mean, you could see that point, right? That if you're a perfectionistic kind of person, you know, there's no leeway. Any, anything where you go awry is going to drive you off the brink, right? Mm -hmm. True. You're not perfectionistic, are you? Mm, not in most ways, no. <laughs> So, so if you're a perfectionist, if you say, I, I cannot mess up, I'm not allowed to mess up. And if you really, if you really have that attitude, you know, good luck, because, you know, we, we really, you know, we really have to give ourselves permission to be human. Uh, it is, it is a human frailty, but nevertheless, uh, you and I always talk about adaptability and survival. I, and I know you'll agree with me and I want to hear your opinion on this. But I think it has survival value to have the pain of regrets, right? Think, think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. I'm sure because I think it's it's our brain's way of protecting us from doing it again, right? Yeah, right so there's exactly. like it's like learning learning from it, but not forgiving yourself is where the, yeah. I think regrets kind of get stuck without the forgiveness piece. Yeah, well, it's like if I'm you know if I'm a cave person. 
and I eat poisonous berries, the, the, the reddish blue berries, and I get really sick and almost die. Uh, you know, you're going to learn from that, right? I mean, that's, that's one of those regrettable experiences that have survival potential. Uh, now you'll never go near the reddish blue berries again. And, and I think maybe that's, that's what regrets, how they can serve us, because since it's human, a human quality to regret, you know, past deeds, whether by omission or commission, that have wounded us, hurt us, embarrassed us, uh, infuriated us, you know, those, those things are less likely to be repeated unless we're dense and need a little bit more uh, blue, red berries to convince us. And some people are like that. And that, that kind of amazes me. It's like you touch the stove and you burn yourself. And then you go back and you touch the stove and you burn yourself and you keep doing it. You know, what is it with certain people that just keep doing things that keep, is it because some people don't want to be convinced? They want to keep doing the things that they want to keep doing, even if it's wrong, until ultimately they're brought to their knees. Is the, are these just dense people touching the stove over and over? <laughs> you don't touch stoves, do you? Uh, I do not touch stoves. Not, well, not, I don't mean to. <laughs> I do have a scar on my arm currently from touching the stove with my elbow but you know what i think sometimes it's just really a matter of forgiving ourselves for past transgressions or regrets yeah i don't think that's too simple i think also it might help to analyze the intention behind the thing that caused us to have regret like typically our actions or reactions come from a place of either protection or some part of us who is trying to do something good and it turned out wrong um and i think like having empathy for ourselves and understanding that the reason that we did something or didn't do something was either based out of fear or protection or and mm. some sort of need like a felt need that we acted upon and so I, sometimes understanding that can not only help us to forgive ourselves because we can understand where we went wrong but it also can help us to learn because like i said those patterns constantly are coming up in our lives like when you can look at the actual impetus like the actual pattern that was playing out we really can learn from that because in life these things come up all the time i just thought of something really cool what you know what time it is yes i thought that's what you were gonna say it is it is Self-coaching pep talk time. And today's pep talk is no more regrets. A regret is looking back over your shoulder, lamenting what was. Why do we do it? Well, one reason may be that we're punishing ourselves for not being perfect enough, good enough, smart enough, and so on. Letting go of the past, especially the regrettable past, requires the courage to insist that today's challenges don't become contaminated by yesterday's regrets. So next time you find yourself swimming with regret, take a breath and realize the golden opportunity to do things differently going forward. Sit yourself down and ask one question. How am I benefiting from the self-hatred that comes from coulda, woulda, shoulda thinking? Stop beating yourself up. Embrace your humanness. Hey, sometimes humans get it wrong. 
And remember, stumbling is not falling. If you've stumbled in the past, simply bring yourself to the uncluttered present and get on with becoming the person you need to be. Lauren? Yes. I was so stupid the other day. No. <laughs> so, Leave your regrets in the past. Well, maybe, maybe I didn't let go of that regret. I guess not. You need to take your own advice here. I mean, every time I move my arm, uh, I'm reminded, and and I'm not saying I'm stupid anymore, but I I, I am learning. I'm learning I from that experience. It's a slow process to forgiveness, maybe. Okay, listen. It's time for yammering. Oh. May the yammering begin. It's actually quite appropriate you chose the word yammering on Thanksgiving week. Yeah, yeah, not yammering. That's a New Jersey way of saying it. Yammering. Yammering. Yeah, we're getting okay. We're going to do a podcast on Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we should have everyone join in that's here for the holiday. We have a whole lot of yammering in our family. (laughs) That's for sure. Wow. So yeah, a whole lot of yammering going to be going on in this house come next week. Yeah. But you're you're a, you're a yammer, right? You one way you yammer is a, you love to talk on the phone. I am not a yammerer. I, I avoid really the phone like a plague. Well, compared to me, I mean, people. If if I get yelled at one more time for why don't you have your phone? True. Wanna, you don't ever have your phone. Because I don't want to yam. You know, if someone calls up, I'm in the middle of writing a paragraph and someone calls up, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yammy, 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 yammy. I'm a, I'm a, a dyed in the wool introvert. I accept that. Yeah. Are you? I feel oh, like absolutely. you're an absolutely. extroverted introvert. Well, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I guess it's the plague of the only child. I, I just don't need that much yammering in my life. <laughs> I I can agree on needing time to recharge my solo time. Yeah. But yep. But you you do you do thrive with some yammering, right? I do. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the yammering from is, here is, and there. Is texting like finger yammering? <laughs> I guess it, yeah, I think it is actually. Finger yammering. <laughs> Oh, how do you like it? Is it great? We're yammering at the end of our podcast. We're not prattling. Do you know that you see the difference? There's a subtle difference. Yeah, I kind of miss prattling, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. So uh, with, <laughs> with with prattling, of course, people are getting really fed up. Now, yeah. with, with yammering, I'm not so sure. Oh, but I did remember something. You had said at some point that we, we should encourage people to leave some reviews for us. And 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 we and you said you were going to find out how to do that. <laughs> I know I, you re- I regret not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, see, so I introduced you as my no regret daughter, and that wasn't all that true because now we have a regret. I, call it, I should be your one regret daughter. So, so when you say, and, and we'll end with this, but let's use it to kind of tie the knot and everything. So you regret not following through with that that duty that we uh, ascribe to you it's a regret right so tell me a little bit what how does that play out in your mind does it does it make you feel like you did something wrong does it make you feel like you want to uh, now go forward and do it i mean what does that <laughs> what does that regret do to you uh yeah i guess having the that regret would make me think about 
I mean, I think whenever I have like negative feelings towards myself, I typically try to resolve it as quickly as possible because I know that it will contaminate my present moments moving forward. So I very quickly try to forgive myself knowing that the reason I didn't do it was because it was a really busy week and there wasn't like my intention wasn't bad. It just didn't happen. So I, it is a lesson that I need to learn constantly. It keeps coming up, which is follow through. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I have to find a way to do it or write it down so I don't forget because life has been very busy lately. So I think I channel my regret into action and try to learn from it. So we'll Um, see next week. uh, I can't make any promises. Okay, if I no, make a promise, okay. then I'll regret not. So if any it. if anyone knows how to take it, it's going to reduce. It. <laughs> don't wait! Don't, don't wait for Lauren to to find find out how to. I I do get things wrong. I admit it, and I shall accept that as part of my human nature. I don't expect I, my life will ever be without uh, you know potholes. And every once in a while, I'll step in one of those potholes and hopefully not sprain my ankle. Boy, was I stupid the other day. But <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm done yammering. Are you, uh, you know, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. So we'll, we'll try to squeeze something in next week. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe good. maybe we'll talk about the tryptophan uh, sedation that takes place. And, and we'll snore our way through a podcast. Sounds good. Although as a vegetarian, I probably won't have much to comment. I will give you a tryptophan IV. How's that? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> tryptophan, I believe, and I may be mistaken, is is the chemical in turkey or other meats. I don't know, but it's, it's the chemical that makes you drowsy. That is correct from what I understand. So that would be it for me. My yammering is done. Uh, and it's a sad thing when yammering is over, I'll tell you. But nevertheless, uh, th- those are regrets that we certainly can live with. And anyone listening to this is having no regrets that my yammering is so <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's it. You have anything you'd like to add before we put the uh, the lid on this? I don't want to say the coffee, lid on the coffee. yams. <laughs> I said oh my gosh, that's really dark. Uh, no, I think uh, you're done I yammering, you can... right? I'm done yammering. I don't want to, I don't want to dictate that you're done. Yeah. That was more or less a question. Are you, are you done yammering? I think so. I feel very filled from all the yammering. Good. Good. Thank you, daughter. And visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, I would appreciate if you would check out my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. And remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join Lauren, the girl with only one regret in her life, not getting the information that I asked for, and me every week. And what do you say we make it simple together? Reach out for your dreams Don't surrender, there is more than it seems Hold-